welcome back to the podcast. It's going to be the last one I can guarantee on regular time just because uh, with you guys coming back to school and everything like that, it's going to be a little bit more difficult. I don't have as free of a schedule to open up and make sure that I get this done. I'm going to try to rush my way through a lot of them uh, as we're going and kind of release them at different times just to have us set for it. But for today, this is for our economics class. This is about cost of production within economics, dealing with supply and demand. You have to look at how much does it cost to actually make something. So the first thing we have to look at is our labor and our outputs. We have to look at things is how many workers do I need to have to either help me produce a good, help me produce a service, how many people are going to actually be working within this environment to make that happen. So if I worked at a beanbag factory and I can make four beanbags per hour, but two of them together can make 10, now we've just increased the amount of people that we have working and then we can make more beanbags. But if I'm not selling enough beanbags to make that work, it doesn't really matter. And I have to control the amount of people which I have on my staff to the point that it, it really makes us uh, make you money. Because at the end of the day, if you are running a business or you are running any type of operation, the goal is to make money. So the first thing you need to look at is it's called the marginal product of labor. And it is a table that basically sits there and shows what the change in our margin is going to be as you know we hire more people. So again, if I hire one person, they can make four. What is the marginal product of labor? If I hire two people, they can make 10. What is the marginal product of labor? In that situation, it'll be six. All right, so it is what is basically the difference between adding another person and the amount. So this table lays it out as to, okay, so per person, you know, it breaks down into different things. So how do you increase your marginal returns? So when we're talking about uh, these marginal returns, what that means is how do we increase our amount of production per person while still doing that. So there's a ton of things in there. And you have to understand that as you go through this increasing part, there comes a point where you're not, even if you are making more people, there comes a point where you are losing per person that you have hired. So if we have four social studies teachers in this school, but only five social studies classes, we're gonna be losing on our return for each one, which is why at our school, we have hired me and nobody else. Nobody else to replace me or to take my spot because my returns are good enough to keep where we're at. They are not marginal. And once you hit that diminishing returns where you see that, you have to stop hiring. You can't bring in more people if the funds don't mat up, match up to it. That takes us into, so we've talked about labor and how we pay for them and how we determine how many people we want within our own, within our own business and within our own company. Now we gotta look at our fixed and variable costs. So fixed costs don't change. So rent of a building, uh, how much to buy the machinery, that doesn't change, but a variable cost changes as times go on. That's your hourly wages. That's the price of the materials for the product that you make. And when you add these two together, that gives you your total cost. So your mar and what that leads to is your marginal cost. If we know the total cost at several levels of output, we can determine what the marginal cost is, which is the additional cost of producing one more unit. So how much does it cost to add one more unit to this whole thing? And our job is to keep that marginal cost pretty much as low as possible. 
right? We want to keep our costs as low as possible so that we can produce more, but while also producing more, have a way to make it all work out in our benefit. So that sets up our output. So our marginal revenue and our marginal cost, we're going to compare these two and reach our, out, our output, which is the ultimate goal. All right, the marginal revenue is equal to the marginal cost. When that happens, there is income from selling one more unit of good. If the firm has no control of the market price, so marginal revenue equals the market price, each beanbag sold at $24 increases the firm's total revenue by $24. So the marginal revenue is $24 according to our tables. But we have to understand that marginal revenue isn't always the way in which things done. Then we have to look at our average cost and our, you know, everything else. Now, there is also price change factors that we have to look at. And as you go through this, and then there's also a time in which a factory is losing money and losing so much money that the amount of output that they have is not going to be able to equal where they need to get their, to get their price done. So determining how much you pay a worker, how much a worker does this, all these things, it goes into these graphs and we have to figure out what is the amount of output that we need per hour on bead bags or cars or whatever it is that you are trying to establish, these operating costs need to be weighed with every other decision. Essentially, what this entire thing on the cost of production is dealing with is what are the things we need to look at to determine how a business is going to run productively so that we can make that business as not only as productive, but as financially successful as possible so that people will not only buy our product, but they will then in turn go on and help me make more and more money. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you all enjoy the weekend. I'll see some of you on Monday, some of you on Tuesday, and some of you, you'll just keep listening to me on here. Have a great and wonderful day. Goodbye.